0: Hey, it's Shaston Rains and welcome
1: to Crosswalk Church. You're listening to Today's Presence, a podcast in which Pastor Tim hosts conversations about culture, daily life, and what the Scriptures have to say. We desire to bring you encouragement and hope during this time. So once you finish this podcast, make sure to visit CrosswalkVillage.com to find more information about our church and additional resources from our pastoral team.
0: Hey, good morning, or good whenever. It is good times. Good times. This is Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim here. Uh, we we had taken a few weeks off, even though you didn't know, dear listener, because we had gotten ahead of schedule. Exactly. And, and now Sam is back. He had taken a trip across the country.
1: Uh, That's right. You went all the way to North Carolina. Is that correct? All the way by air and land. We flew to Colorado, picked up the kids who were working at Glacier View Camp in Colorado. Nice. Then we drove all the way to North Carolina, a twenty-two hour journey. Wow! By by land through what I call the Great American Concavity, uh, <laughs> the the Midwest. That's not, you know we we don't have a
0: lot of people listening in the Midwest. Really, our listenership sort of stops right at um right in Denver. Interestingly, because we 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 have this new we have this new platform that we're that we're streaming the crosswalk on and uh we can see like it hot spots where people are and uh not a lot like one guy in north dakota one
1: one dude oh, now, and now that i've called it the concavity i'm we're probably not gonna that's not that's not language that wins friends and influences people is it uh no you know, i mean if you know
0: if you don't know what concavity is listen the problem with the midwest Here, is that it's too flat that's my take on it
1: well yeah and what i'm arguing is that it's beyond flat it's actually sinking it's so Sinky? flat. It's actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard a joke. I I was in Nebraska and I heard a joke and this was from a Nebraskan. He said, yeah, you know, in Nebraska, if your dog, if your dog runs away, like you can see him for a good 40
1: miles. Wow. <laughs> you can also see, that's, that's terrible. You can also see the sky for, um. Mm-hmm. All of it. You can see all the sky. All of it as God created it. It's available for you to view. It's pretty cool. You know, we actually drove through um, Nebraska. We drove to Union College um, where oh, nice. we saw some friends uh, at a distance because we are uh, following all the uh, recommendations. And my niece is also studying there. She was already there. She had oh, go. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was right almost on our way. So that, that worked out. Dude, there are so, people. <clears throat> who, people who go to Union have a tendency to really just
0: love that school. It's sweet. It's a sweet school. It is, is, sweet, is sweet diminishing? I don't mean for it to be
1: diminishing. No. It's sweet. There's a sweet spirit there, I think. No, it is actually, that's actually what they call it, the, the spirit. I've always said that's one of my favorite of all the campuses that our denomination operates. That one is at the top of my list. Really? It's It's great. Um, it's hiding out there in, in right. middle America. Uh, What's the name of the town it's in? It's College Place. No, no. Uh, it's you the, mean the, the business? A suburb of Lincoln, Nebraska. Lincoln,
0: Nebraska. That's the yes. one. A, which I actually thought was a cool place last time I was there. It is. It is. I will say this of all the cafeterias of the schools that I've been to, which yeah. are most of them except Southwestern. I've never gone to Southwestern. Um,
1: that yeah. cafeteria is like a food court. It's pretty good. It is. So I have actually done a ranking of cafeteria, because I've been to all our campuses. Um, And I've got them ranked and Union is top three for sure. What's top one? Oh, Oh. Andrews. Andrews University. Everyone knows this. They're food to fork, like for real. Ludicrous. It's a ludicrous farm to fork. Farm?
0: Food (laughs) to fork. That's not a very long,
1: that's not very long
0: journey. (laughs) Journey.
1: What is, what did you say? I don't know if I'm gonna recover from that. Keep talking, (laughs) dear. Food to fork. I knew it was something. Plate, plate to palate. (laughs) Spoon to fork. Spoon to (laughs) fork to knife to plate to mouth. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No. So yeah. Food's food's great there. Yeah. So. Um, Andrews is ranked at top. So, but you know what? Curiously, um, I would say that we turned it into a bit of a gastronomic tour too. Mm-hmm. And oh, nice. I, I would say there's great food across America. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed um, by the quality uh, of food mm-hmm. that we encountered everywhere, especially. In one of my favorite towns in the world, Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, that's a good place where my family lives. What a foodie town!
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah, did you,
1: were you vegetarian on this trip? I was. Um, I am. I am not. I know you're going to mock me. I'm not going to mock. You. Okay, I can already see you preparing your mockery torpedoes. Um, <laughs> I am.
0: <laughs> well, I did ask the question because
1: it's a little bit of a moving target for you. <laughs> <laughs> I am a vegetarian. I between, declare myself- Between meals. No, 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 no. Since March, when this uh, COVID crisis began, I have uh, declared myself and I intend to be a vegetarian. I, did you not eat meat at my house? I did. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I have, I believe in the
0: integrity of Sam Lenore. Like this dude tells the truth about everything in his life, except this dude. I don't know what it is. I've known I you for forgot. 20, I've I known forgot. you for 25 years <laughs> and you have, you've been all over the place with this since I've known you. I I understand like I mean, your
1: vegetarianism <laughs> is aspirational. I believe that's what it is. I Listen, dear listener, I forgot that we did do, <laughs> <laughs> we grilled at Tim's house, and that we brought the Beyond Burgers, which are they're indis- indiscernible. Uh, if you'd eat both beef and uh, Beyond yeah. Burger, so why do you eat beef? Because you peer pressured me with your delicious Angus oh. beef. Oh, is that that is you were cooking that day, and also <laughs> I did not want to, you know. I did not want to miss out. So I did have, that's the only time. I have a question for you before we get back to this conversation. Is, do you,
0: is there something in you that, that makes you believe that vegetarianism is somehow like more righteous, that that's a part of it? I mean, I, listen, we can, we can talk about the health benefits. I don't have a problem with that. And, and I've, I think we're mostly, we're mostly vegetarian. Um, mm. in, in our household, we never grew up being vegetarian, but, um, we're mostly vegetarian. We don't cook a lot of meat. Um, however, is there, is that, is that the impetus for you? Like a, this deep embedded, like sense of like, well, I'm probably a little, I'm probably going to heaven a little bit quicker.
1: No. Just because um, I'm
0: lighter and it's going to take less. To
1: <laughs> send me. Well, up. depending on how you believe the, the eschaton takes place, I may be. I want to live longer than you because I've seen you eat meat. And, um, I believe that you're injuring your body with, uh, the amounts of, uh, no, I shouldn't say the amounts The the brother, the I'll put cooking, my, the I'll cooking. put my cholesterol
0: up against yours any day. <laughs> I'm low. Uh, my cholesterol is healthy. Um, I my resting played, heart rate is four.
1: Uh, you, you have a. Your your heart rate beats on Tuesdays and Thursdays.
0: That's it. That's <laughs> all. To
1: keep you alive.
0: Yep, that's
1: it's. That's how relaxed I am. <laughs> um, you do eat your meat. I I shouldn't say you eat a lot of meat. You eat you eat your meat. Um, the cut as it comes directly from the animal. You don't you don't really believe in cooking it properly. <laughs> so I've watched I've watched you eat the um, the tissue, the red <laughs> tissue makes it sound so bad (laughs) that's not true true. no so i don't it's not a spiritual thing so um for me i I grew up eating meat my parents were not okay i did not realize that i thought Um, i just assumed that you grew up eating meat i mean not no 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 we were not we were most vegetarians at home like most Mm -hmm. like most families that i grew up around they were vegetarians at home um but no not at all we were we're um meat eaters but um I think for me, my flirting with vegetarianism began in uh, my college years when there just, it just wasn't, you cannot, you couldn't access meat. Right. If you lived in a like I did in a residential hall and you were dependent on a cafeteria, a institutional cafeteria, that did not prepare meat, and you didn't have any money, you 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 ate you ate what they fed you, and so I think that was the first time I became really a, a bit of a long run long run with runs with vegetarianism. But since then, for me, vegetarianism has become a I, I don't think it's a. I'm not even look. I, I you're having a hard
0: time. You're having a hard time
1: processing this thought. This is a lot of fun. Keep going. <laughs> I believe the literature and research has demonstrated that um, a plant-based diet is better for the environment. Yeah, that's true. I'll begin with that. So I have a concern for sustainability. Um and I think that's if you get if you ask me for the top three reasons for why I would um, endorse or or why I, I would i would try vegetarianism and be strict about it is because of the the environment um, again, when you drive through middle America and the vast seas, oceans of corn um and you begin to wrap your brain around the fact that that corn is not really going. It's not feeding us it's actually feeding the animals that we eventually consume or you know producing ethanol or whatever' using with that the majority of the food that's being grown in the Midwest is not actually for human consumption direct human consumption um, it gives you i think it gives you pause like what how how are we feeding ourselves so that's my first concern. the mm-hmm. second concern is um crude cruelty to animals right I, I actually have grown in my my sense that animals have the ability to suffer, not mm-hmm. ability, they, they have the, they can suffer. Right. Do you remember, do you remember a few years ago when the, the Chino, near here, the Chino beef processing plant closed? Do you remember that? Nope.
0: I, was, I oh. guess that was not on my news cycle, but fascinating, go.
1: Allow me to tell you a story. <laughs> a few years ago, the Chino meat processing plant was shut down by the FDA. And the reason why they were shut down uh, it's not because the meat was contaminated or tainted in some way, right? Like that's usually what these shutdowns are about. It was because the the slaughter line, when one inspector took a look at it, he noticed that the slaughter line, um, the cows who were in line could see ahead mm. and could watch, they could watch each other die. Oh, you know, there was a cow, 10 cows down in line could see, you know how they, how they, um, yeah. How they, uh, put them down is with an air gun. Right. That, um, so they could, the cows could see each other and it was, it was, it was causing panic. Traumatic. It was wow. traumatic to the cows and you could see that in them and what, what happened to Daisy? Uh, look at, Oh no, am I next? And, um, i make light of this, but it's really horrifying. And, so you know they determined that you that you cannot do that. You have to actually prevent cows from seeing each other die. So we we have I think acknowledged that animals, even for the ones that we raise for our consumption, have the ability to not just suffer but also uh, understand that I've, one of them is suffering. Right. And to me that's that's a, that's profound. I mean that's 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 profound. I we'll we punish by the way we'll punish people who abuse animals we have considered we have elevated to the status that's of pets that's true
0: that's true well i'm convinced <laughs> i'm a vegetarian now <laughs> no i'm not making light of that that's actually like that's a when you think about it when you think about it the cruelty issue is pretty um
1: the work of Pete Singer, i highly recommend it um, um he's um
0: i know a guy who i know a guy who will won't eat beef because he likes cows but he'll eat oh. chicken because he does not like those things <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have a chicken
0: just i know away. and i've just wondered
1: what you intend to do with that chicken as it ages and it's not producing eggs for you
0: well we there's a place there's a there's a, a sanctuary out here in uh in san Bernardino somewhere uh, that we have dropped off chickens before oh um yeah but you know we're we may keep this one around see how See how world events go.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, chickens. Have you ever? Um, I don't know how to ask this delic- delicately. Have you ever taken a chicken's life for consumption? No, I have not. Okay. Done that. Well, that, you? you know that. No, but I've witnessed it many times in the countries I grew up in. Mm. Um, My grandma used to talk about it. My grandmother used to talk about it because they used
0: to have to do it on the farm in North Dakota, the Happy Home Farm that the Beetzes were from in North Dakota. Oh, yeah, they had a name for it. There's a book about it. Really? Yeah, nobody's read the book. But my great uncle, Reinhold Reinhard Beats, wrote about the Happy Home Farm.
1: I forget you are you are you have roots in German northern states of this country. That's right. That's yeah. right. So the way you kill a chicken in the, in the punchline weapon is you chase it down and you grab its neck and you swing, the, you swing it around. Nice transition. Um, um,
0: <laughs> the excitement in which you started that sentence was quite a
1: shocking shift. Uh, so I, you know, once in a while, my friends, I was little, I was, you know, seven, eight years old. And one of my friends would be told to go out there and get a chicken. And if he didn't do it right, then, then the chicken would suffer. Crack its neck, and then we just lay there trying to recover, and that was super traumatic. So I'm not a huge chicken guy Mm. for that for those reasons. No, I think that's. I think that's. Again, I think when I think about it, right. When you think about it, you're like probably shouldn't do that. What about you? Did you um? If you were to consider a plant-based diet, well, I I would say we're like
0: probably ninety percent plant-based and then in and out 90 percent plant-based like eight percent in and out and then gorilla a steak up every once in a while um no so growing up i asked my grandmother um who grew up in north dakota i said you know mimi that's what we called her i said mimi how come we're not vegetarians and she mm. said because we wanted to make it through winter Oh, because for them, it was like they would kill the cow to make it through winter in North Dakota, which she had great stories about. Um, Interesting. And yeah. So, so we just never grew up with that. My dad didn't grow up as a Seventh day Adventist until he was in high school. His dad was never a Seventh day Adventist. And so they, you know, that was always a, a part of it. And so growing up, we just weren't. That wasn't, you know, we, we were most of the time. And then, you know, we go out to eat and stuff and, and we weren't necessarily. So it was just never in my purview. Now my wife grew up vegan. Oh, interesting! She grew up pretty hardcore. They were they were missionaries, actually, at the mission in Hawaii when Hawaii was still a mission. So they grew up on Molokai and very, very. They were converts to Seventh Day Adventism and pretty hardcore mm-hmm. into the health message and that sort of thing. My wife tells the trauma of for her fifth birthday getting a carob cake as opposed to a chocolate cake, oh, and wow. having all the friends that were at her house throw it in the trash. Like there's still some oh. some trauma to that. Um, but yeah, so so she didn't grow up that way, so she doesn't really cook it that much. She can certainly, but she doesn't. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. For us, it was never. I, I grew up in a home that was pretty clear on the difference between between culture and doctrine, mm-hmm. the difference between um, moderation and all things. I think was was where we really landed. So mm-hmm. we always lived a pretty healthy lifestyle, um, and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm you know the health message was not the health message was never tied to our spirituality but it was certainly tied to a better life and and be more effective for the gospel and those types mm. of things but but vegetarianism just kind of wasn't in the the purview of things we've done it at times we've been vegan we went vegan for 6 months it's just oh. hard it's just a lot of work
1: uh, I, I, vegan is the that that's the top of the that's that's so i i don't think i'm gonna aim that high dude if you I'm went vegan of, just for the record you're you're, easy, oh, you're a little wayfish. a little wayfish. that's would, not a bad it's not bad fish it's I, I have not been engaged in a strict workout regimen i didn't say uh, paper like <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so, so I think if you so were you, vegan, I think you'd disappear. Uh, There'd just be a big, a big smile and nothing gonna, else. Well, I'm gonna take you'd be that. Be like the Cheshire
1: a... cat. <laughs> a, I'm gonna take that as a as an insult. Um, and, and I forgive you. So without even asking. So you know how I grew up, but I did grow up in a very strict home about the Levitical Prohibitions. Really? Very strict, and that was. A, here's what's interesting. That so you was guys a were kosher. Issue. You were kosher. Oh, most definitely. With like with a, I mean, that was a. To this day, for me, the mere thought of anything levitically unclean is is it's a spiritual, really, a, a spiritual commitment I've made in a covenant, and if you break it, it's it's serious. I remember the first day, like one of the only times, I've tasted pepperoni. In my life, a friend of mine and I were working at a fast food store that had a salad bar and we were in high school and he was adventist to And one day he said, Hey man, tomorrow I'm going to try pepperoni. Like a, like a declaration. Like he had a plan. Tomorrow I'm going to sin. Wow. And I tried to talk him out of it. I'm like, bro, bro don't do it. And so eventually instead of me talking him out of it, he talked me into trying it with him. Mm. <laughs> and so, <laughs> we, so we both went into, the, into the, you know, the cooler, the big walk-in thing that these places have. We both took a piece of pepperoni, stressed out of our minds. I'm telling you, we were both scared to death and, and we ate it. Uh-huh. And I spent the rest of the day, it was not good, by the way, because I don't think it's good cold. I think it has to be warming on pizza. But the rest of the day, we I spent it with this. I, it was imaginary, I know, but a film of sin around my mouth. The fat of the pepperoni. <laughs> I've never heard anyone
0: say that, that sentence before. A film of sin around my mouth. That, like someone, like a- dear listener, please tweet that or post that. And hashtags Tim and Sam, Sam and Tim. Cause that is quotable. <laughs> wow!
1: Uh, it 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 was I. What a revealing moment about the way you about how the kosher laws are taught to you and how you're raised to believe uh, to believe in them. I actually literally thought if if Jesus were to come back to the earth while this uh, unclean food is in my system, I, he may recognize. He may scan me and go no. <laughs> That's get you know, get deep with the goats. You're wow. you're not part of this thing. And I stressed about it for days after that. Wow. By the way, I have two
0: questions. Two questions. Yeah. First of all, how come Jesus talks in uh King James Version? <laughs>
1: just,
0: when he's judging you, he's talk <laughs> when he, that way. he's gonna talk that way. He's <laughs> using these and thous when he's judging you for sure. <laughs> that was my first question. the second question is um What stepped you away from that kind of thinking?
1: Um, I think it was gradual. By the way, I remember meeting you and you offered me coffee. And me (laughs) saying, well, I want to be cool like the Californian Tim. I'm going to try it. You never tried coffee? No, not. I may have flirted with caffeine in the past, but not. Not a, hey, here's a cup of coffee, full on. That's like full on, full frontal sin. Okay, first of all,
0: it wasn't conspiratorial. Like I wasn't trying to get you to sin. I just thought people drank coffee.
1: (laughs) Not me, man. Not me. Um, I feel
0: like a lot of these narratives end up with me somehow, somehow tainting you. Yeah,
1: life of purity and... um, (laughs) temperance that i lived was completely wrecked by meeting you oh. um so i mean i just said hey the only time i've had meat in the last five months was the when you gave me that delicious angus that's what i'm milk. saying
0: i what <laughs> what function do i serve in your life it doesn't seem to be a positive one from what i can tell you keep me around to balance <laughs> out your your righteousness is that what <laughs> <laughs> that was, <laughs> Because, um, you know, yeah, no. I'm the pastor, right? I'm still the pastor. Oh, just wow. Just to be clear. Oh,
1: oh. Look, I, I look at you and I think of Paul's statement, sin boldly. When Paul says, shall we sin boldly that grace may abound? I think of you, Tim. <laughs> and, and I think, yes, grace abounds. <laughs> Listen,
0: he also listen. says, "No, of course not. Let's not do that. That's a stupid yeah. thing
1: to say." The, but don't now you're now you're violently violently wrenching the text out of context. Is right. But you just now. I'm joking. You're, That's you're actually. You. Um, so listen. So here's my all joking aside. But when I came to understand soteriology, mm-hmm. like I like I really began to.
0: What is soteriology for our dear
1: listener? The who study of salvation. Alive. Yes. Yes, what salvation is, um, the work of Jesus on the cross. Mm-hmm. We have quoted John Stott's "The Cross here before yep. uh, that book. it was late in life, but that book was instrumental in shifting my thinking about the work of Jesus salvation. when I be look, I want to say something super controversial. can I say it? Yep. When I began to rethink um the Adventist. Uh, doctrine of um, Investigative Judgment, mm-hmm. Sanctuary, Daniel 8 and 9. Um, for that The implications for all that, the consequences of all that were that I came to uh, see the health message that I grew up with as being good. It's actually great not to eat bacon every day, right? But it's also great not to eat Doritos and Takis. And what other things would have been listed in Leviticus 11 as unclean had, they had a view of 3,000 years later, 4,000 years later and seen our diet now. Yeah. Would, you know, hydrogenated oils been on that list? Yeah. Um, Takis,
0: definitely. My, talkies. My son talkies. eats Takis a lot and <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
0: feels, <laughs> feels <Monosodium. laughs>
1: it. Takis are a little bit of cornmeal with monosodium mm-hmm. gluten, like 90% monosodium glu- glutamate, MSG. <laughs> yeah. He always
0: goes, dad, why do I feel so bad when I eat these? I was like, well, the first question is, why do you eat these?
1: <laughs> so, so I, you know, you begin to see the health, like don't eat. I mean, if you read, Levit, if you read Leviticus, it's hilarious, Tim. Don't eat a, an animal that is considered clean that you find on the side of the path that's dead already. <laughs> like that's that's ceremonially unclean for you. Well, you know, this side of two thousand years four thousand years later yeah because uh because bacteria, death, viruses, you know right anyway, so I think I began to see all of these as incredibly helpful, useful guidelines for health, but not uh, for for salvation because i'm think I think of salvation as a completely different um thing altogether right. now, I used to I grew up in the firmly elevator. Punch the right code, and you're in kind of world. Um, and now I understand it as a as a the 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 design of God for our lives now, so that we may enjoy deep, fulfilling, and satisfying lives here now. It was, as I've said before to you, a Christological reconfiguration, even of our understanding of the health message, mm. which is that. interesting
0: because I think people. I think there's this thought that when those two things are not tied together you will somehow diminish the importance of the health message and when mm-hmm. it's not tied to your soteriology as it were um it actually can become what it was always meant to be I think which is a beautiful expression of humanity right <clears throat> a more fulfilled more full more abundant life um which yeah. you know w- without qu- quite honestly without the stress of hell if we can say that, yeah, not that we believe in that expressly, but. um,
1: Right. And so, and so what we've missed, I think, in teaching our health message was always a, we're pleasing somebody with this instead of, Hey, we have the, the hell of diabetes is real. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, we're not, uh, this, it's not a conforming to the character of Jesus that this is not what our this is not why we avoid eating ice cream every day. It's um wait, that's not in the health message.
0: <laughs> no, no ice cream every day. I did not
1: You're gonna have to uh, quote You're gonna have to
0: quote that to me because <laughs> I like me some ice cream. No, I don't eat every day. No, I think you're right though. I think you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, the when you learn about it when you're young, you you kinda tie everything together, right? There's no there's not a lot of discernment between all that, and so, so you have a you have a spiritual and emotional crisis in 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 front of the pepperoni, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah, we can talk mm. a lot about that, but that it's just really interesting.
1: I do, I do have um, and my family will tell you right now that I have a a growing conviction to turn the corner a little bit on this. Mm-hmm. So it's not um, I have a growing conviction that every meal should be incredibly pleasurable nice. i want to thoroughly enjoy everything i'm eating thoroughly wow. and i don't mean i don't mean kinda i mean like at my age i want they know they'll tell you this because i say it all the time every meal counts wow. i'm not wasting one meal eating something that that is just not pleasurable because well, you only have of like is, eight more years to live because you're so much older <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) At your age.
0: I would agree. When I get to your age, I feel like I'll feel that same way. But that's years away from now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is... We have to figure out a way to count years other than just chronologically. I think science has got to teach us that because you and I know I'm a teenager compared to you um, in whatever in whatever other system we find to count our age
0: (laughs) well i'm looking at myself right now in the zoom call and i look like a an aged rabbi
1: how did you raise your kids did you raise them vegetarians no no
0: we we raised them with an understanding of health and what's important and you know um you know each kid struggles differently hannah's been hannah's been vegan and not vegan and and she's probably the most health conscious with what she puts in her mouth. Um, Jake, I think has Jake has struggled with you know he doesn't like to eat a vegetable if he doesn't have to. Um, so he's mm-hmm. good with crunch berries and beef jerky. so we have to work <laughs> with him a little bit more. Isaac doesn't like food that much. he just doesn't eat that much. and mm-hmm. so um, but but they all know like there's gonna be you know, balance diets. And it's going to be mostly plant-based. Um, yeah. And I don't think they have a, a sense that food has anything to do with their spirituality. And, you know, I come from a background where, um, you know, we had some eating disorder in our family. That was pretty profound. And so we wanted our children's relationship with food to be relatively healthy. So we weren't, you know, we weren't the kind of parents who were like, you will sit at that table until you've finished your food. Um, we tried to, we tried to keep our kids having a a healthy relationship, knowing that, you know, they are going to try some things here and not some things there, but overall, we're going to find balance and overall, we're going to find what's healthy for us so that we can live those, you know, so we don't feel bad. So we Mm. don't have to deal with those things. And, um, you know, even my Mm. son, my son, we went on this trip to Israel last year and he came back and he's like, dad, I just don't feel as good as I could. What do you think I should do? And so we talked about food and he's drastically changed his food and he lost like 25 pounds which is wow. really good for him you know and he's kept that off and he, he you know he keeps an eye on how he can be healthy and he rides a bike every day and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff you know he still plays too many video games but i'm just blaming COVID on that
1: good for him good for him on the diet on the yeah so thing. that's great yeah did you raise your kids vegetarian um yeah we did um strictly they they never had uh, meat um, but I think my son is, um, I think he's, I think he's eating meat. I think he's decided You know, on the, he sly. Made a, on the oh, sly, it was, it was, it was a very mature decision. He just, you know, he has some friends he hangs out with and they, their families at their home, they, they would offer him, um, uh, meat and, um, he, it was a polite thing at first, like, uh, Hey. I don't want to, I really don't, my family raised me not eating meat, um, but eventually he processed it and decided I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm hmm. going to try it. And so he does, but we're strictly vegetarian at home. We don't really ever, ever cook meat here, but I do, I do my, the the thing that we transfer to our kids and that I grew up with is, is meals as major household events. Yeah, um, We are, cook sit down eat the meal together kind of people mm-hmm. um we've 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 that's been a high value in our home so there's never been a in our house it's never been like a everyone fends for themselves kind of meal occasionally that happens but our, yeah. our practice our habit is to sit down and and eat together because you do more at a meal than you know yeah. than eat you that's no, kind of, of the heart of,
0: heart of the the communication. We are we go back and forth on that. We're there are some weeks that are better and some weeks that are worse. Quite honestly, just depending on everyone's schedule now, mm. you know, because mm. they're all all teenagers and all
1: mm. with stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so I w- I want to ask you how what your relationship with the Levitical. The kosher laws were the Avondale's kosher laws. Growing up was,
0: yeah, I think they were pretty pretty standard. We were not vegetarian, obviously, um, but but from a Levitical point of view, there were things we didn't eat. My dad had grown up eating those things, and so um, you know he, but he didn't like recidivize. Like it wasn't like oh, on the sly, I'm going to get a lobster tail. Um, it was never it was never like that. It it was just what we were taught is listen. There's there's certain things in, the, in scripture that are really beneficial to us, and while these things are permissible from a sense of they're not going to send you to hell, um, they're probably not beneficial, right? And mm. so you know Paul's line of you know all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. I think that was you know clarity. What I think was instilled in in me from a theological standpoint was Romans eight thirty eight and thirty nine. Nothing will separate you from the love of God. So don't worry about that. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't preclude making good decisions. Right? Mm -hmm. My dad was a Roman scholar and spent a lot of time in that book. And so I think that's where a lot of my theology came from. Nothing's going to separate you, but you know, not everything's beneficial. So don't do everything. Don't send more so that grace may increase to quote you. And and who was quoting Paul earlier. Um, So, so I always felt like we had a really healthy relationship with that the messaging I often heard at school was a bit different right it was a little more these things are really tied together so be very careful and um so I and I think that's I think that's one of the things that adventism has a tendency to do at times maybe to the detriment of people's lives like be careful it's as if it's if god is trying i think you've heard me say this before god is really trying hard to keep you out of heaven so you know hmm you know, he's going to find out if you're naughty or nice. It's kind of a a Santa Claus look at at whether or not you're doing okay. I didn't, I was blessed not to have to grow up with that. Um, Mm -hmm. Not to say I didn't struggle with some of that just through, through processing and critical thinking, you know, as I grew, Mm -hmm. but, but I didn't have that. So, I mean, I remember the first time I had pepperoni and my thought wasn't, oh no, what did you say? A film of sin around my (laughs) mouth. (laughs) I did not feel that I thought, cause I, mine was on a pizza warm. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> that's, that's pretty tasty. Um, mm-hmm. but I also noticed like, wow, there's a lot more oil slipping off this. And maybe mm-hmm. this is not as healthy as, you know, the one that has broccoli on it. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli doesn't go on a pizza. Pineapple. Yes. Broccoli. That's a poor choice. Pineapple and broccoli. Mm-hmm. You're a crazy person. You're just yeah. an insane person. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did not know we were going to talk about. I the didn't know it was going to
1: it was going to go this this long either. But but it's been fun. Have you ever been? It's- have been offered um, something horribly unclean? I mean, there's like kind of unclean, like you you're eating a like soup and you know oh, there's bacon in here and you just finish it yeah. because it's delicious. But <clears throat> have you ever been given like a like a pork chop by somebody you're visiting? <laughs> a pork chop with bacon and a side of shrimp, you know, cooked no. with. <laughs> you've, no, never been, you've never had to say that hey you know why i don't eat that
0: um we we were at a, an antiquities dealer's house one time i went with my dad in israel and they brought out the goat head oh that's, the head that's and clean though we can eat that yeah but when the guy poked out the eyeball and handed it mm-hmm. to my dad my dad was like mm-hmm. I, that's a moment that's not something we can do not something i can do um mm-hmm. so no no not really i mean you know, I've had a few, had a few things, but, mm-hmm. uh, and listen, um, you know, we don't have to deal with food, you know, offered to idols, right? That's not yeah. really something we have to worry about so much. Again, I, I go back to the idea that, um, not all things are beneficial. So let's be careful. Let's be thoughtful.
1: Let's be thoughtful. But, you know, the food, even the food offered to idols issue was, Yeah. It's true. I mean, I think, I think Paul is saying that's that's the tastiest cuts. <laughs> but we're not going to do it because... That's, that's the burnt ends of your Kansas City barbecue. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so I am a vegetarian. Uh, you, when you start a phrase like that, Let's you're immediately going to say that you're not. It's fascinating to me
0: how I, you process. I'm
1: not saying I'm not. I'm saying I make exceptions I, for for exceptional but wouldn't that mean that you're not a
0: vegetarian
1: technically yes but hear me out <laughs> kansas city burnt ends come on jacks have you been to jackson kansas yep. city i'm yep. a bit of a, uh, a barbecue person from around the country so i can tell wow. you my spots all over the country how about memphis um, your memphis barbecue i've not been to memphis oh we'll have to go well i've been to memphis but i've not had barbecue there probably because mm-hmm. i was with people who know that i'm a vegetarian.
0: you know there's Uh, there's
1: a logical fallacy that is happening all the time with you that is fascinating to me hey we know we should close this 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 um vegetarian episode with best barbecue in the country where is it okay so kansas
0: city has some good barbecue just like crazy good and that's actually you're a casey guy okay i like it but so memphis is a dry rub it's very different Mm. I think. And I've never been to Austin. And there's this place in Austin. Franklin's. Right? Yeah. Franklin's the, that I got to go to. I've never been there. Yeah, we, absolutely. We should but, talk, we should talk about travel.
1: We should. Next episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, Franklin's is great, but I, I believe there is better in Texas. Really? There is other places that outrank it. Wow. Yeah. Number one, Pecan Lodge, Dallas. Pecan Lodge, Dallas. Oh wow. man. Oh man. and a place in Fort Worth called Arlington area, Fort Worth called Heim. Uh-huh. Um, I actually became so obsessed with that place that I went three times in three days. But the third time <laughs> the people recognized me were like, weren't you here yesterday and the day before? I was like, that's technically not how you should run a business. Don't call people out like that. How can you even call
0: yourself a vegetarian at this point? It was,
1: it was a dark it was a dark time.
0: <laughs> so ah, so ah. I will tell you this. Um, a few weeks ago, we went up to a friend's place, um, up in, up in Big Bear and, uh, a buddy, a church member of mine made me the best steak I've ever had. Oh, the best steak I've ever had. Wow. Straight up better than any steakhouse I've ever been to better than the best steak. And like, I, yeah,
1: this is best. Wow. This is the best. This is a gift to his pastor.
0: Do, do you think people are going to think we're just like somehow weirdly sacrilegious
1: we are well first of all they're going to know that i'm completely i have no integrity whatsoever which i've been saying I, for years I, <laughs> about this issue only about this issue everything else i think you're a pretty good guy which we, we should probably bring this to if i hope no one's listening at a time where they're when they're hungry because um <laughs> and i hope they don't make any mistakes poor choices poor choices yes because of this you know what the problem is it's hard to get good vegetarian
0: barbecue that's the problem right if 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 vegetarian people could come up with a barbecue that's for real and i'm sure we're going to get a lot of emails going well i love barbecue um
1: Mm. beets well they're not the same um
0: but that that would be helpful i think
1: yeah it's coming i think i think we're near i think we're near it i hope so uh,
0: okay. we should wrap this up because this Let's has gotten yeah. this is it has gotten kind of silly hey uh this is tim and sam sam and tim this was not what we were planning on talking about um at all it went no. a different direction yep today anyway i hope uh, listen we hope you enjoyed it we hope you liked what we talked or not what yeah we're just glad you're here anyway this is tim and sam sam and tim um still trying to figure out what we're doing have a great day.